God, I need to watch this show. Also to see Minoru Suzuki versus Effie, who I appreciate Effie so much because in the build of that match, he was like, I'm not going to do what the everyone wants. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go shake his hand and go try to trade holds with him and earn his respect. I know what wrestling is. It's a fucking fight. And I'm going to beat the shit out of that old man. I'm, uh, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here based on my uh, decade of, of knowledge of the existence of Minoru Suzuki and say that isn't how that went. Uh, the only clip I've seen from the match so far is Suzuki chopping Effie and then Effie slapping him in the face and saying, harder, you little bitch. And he obliged. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember the Trent Seven gif. He was like, chop me, and he did, and he just fell one board style backwards. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not so professional wrestling and adrenaline in my soul. Go fuck yourself, Cody Rhodes. Are you not going to say your name? Oh, yeah, gonna... Scotty Moore. I was going to say, man, you've let the hate. Yes, let the hate <laughs> flow through you. Let your hate for, through, uh, for the Cody Vos through, through, flow through you. I am the Dylan. <laughs> It's one of those, and we'll get into it a lot more throw, later. But throw it, Cody through something, yes. It reminds me of when I first realized I hate WWE, and I just came to this show like, I'm sorry, y'all. I tried my best to defend it for the longest time, but I just can't. Who are you apologizing to, by the way? Because it wasn't us. I did it on the show, I believe. I was no, just no, no. You didn't apologize. You weren't apologizing to Blake and I. <laughs> I think I apologized to you because I was like, I'm. I was wrong. I was wrong for a very long. I did what everything I can. Yeah, yeah. It was the bit where you watched everything. Yeah, and I out. realized I hate that company so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't pick and choose anymore. That was where you went wrong. Mm -hmm. It's got a. It sucks because they have great people there, and occasionally they do great things, like dance on top of Vince McMahon's table in his office and kiss his dinosaur head. But outside of that, I have to then deal with a whole lot of bullshit all around it. But what, you're not a fan of the of the 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 greatest ever unified WWE Universal Champion. But all I know is uh, I looked it up and their and their and their and their match, which consisted of and I shit you not seven moves. Really? I didn't read about it. All I know is people said it was not good. <laughs> that is all I heard is that it was not good. Was it akin to uh, Goldberg Brock or Goldberg Brock at the Mania? I believe we were at. It was less athletically impressive. Yeah, it was less a bunch of big boys beating the shit out of each other. Mm. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's not the best weekend in wrestling. The best week out end in wrestling is all out. Yeah. But one of the better ones for independent wrestling happened. And I got to tell you, man, I'm here for it. Samoa <laughs> fucking Joe. I hate Wrestling Inc. right now because uh, on Wrestling Inc., my dad came in and he goes, did you see who showed up at the end of Supercard of Honor? And so I said, no, let me look it up. So I scrolled down to the bottom of the page. It says Jonathan Gresham won the unified title. I was like, fuck yeah. Then Jay Lethal comes out. And then in like the smallest end to the paragraph ever, it was like, 
oh yeah, by the way, Samoa Joe came out. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what you, you hit enter, tab, 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 all caps, Samoa fucking Joe comes out, and then you continue <laughs> your reporting. <laughs> no, no, you could just end it there, honestly. I don't think anybody's really gonna mind that. Or read anymore after that. Yeah. I also appreciate how much of a sociopath Tony Khan is, because after years of WWE being like, slow burn, we are going to wait to get him in the ring, and then people will pay money to see their first match. Tony Khan said, fuck you, he's fighting in five days on Dynamite. Tune in. I'm gonna put him against the, I'm gonna put him against one of the five most charismatic people I have in the company. And we're gonna we're gonna sell tickets for the next pay per view before Max Caster clears the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he has been in rare form lately as well with his raps. Uh, after the he like he went in hard on Punk, he went on in hard on Joe this week. I think the uh, the time he spent being like I'm real sorry about some of the shit I said, y'all, is now kind of faded away. And he's finally actually getting to say some real shit now. What was the one he said? Oh, yeah, Tony, why would you give this guy a chance? When we were beating him in the ratings, he was their champ. I said, Jesus Christ, Max, okay? I like how Samoa Joe that whole time was like, yes, very good. He was reviewing him. death. <laughs> you did so well, I won't choke you the fuck out. That was a great moment near the end of the match was when, uh, I can't remember, I don't know if Max slapped him or something, but basically he did something to make Samoa Joe mad. Which point, Joe just beat the shit out of him, popped him up on the top turnbuckle, hit a muscle buster in like five seconds, basically just said, I could have ended that whenever I wanted to. You made the mistake. <laughs> you chose to end this match. I feel like that's the best way you could do it. Because, like, he, you had to uh, do a semblance of a squash. Yeah, it was less of a cat and mouse, in, or less of a squash and more of like a cat and mouse match of just Joe being like, I'm gonna end it whenever I want, but I'll let you have some fun right now. Go on, run around before I eat you whole. Uh, but that happened at Supercard. Also, apparently FTR and the Briscoes had a match of the year contender, and then the Bucks came out after they won and just said, hey, we're gonna challenge you for the titles. At which point, once again, I was like, oh, cool, that'll be what happens at Double or Nothing. And then Tony Khan sniffed a line and said, no, it's fucking Wednesday. Tune in, it's Wednesday. Bucks FTR 2, it's for both sets of belts. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I'm Tony Khan, motherfucker. <laughs> I just bought AAA. I don't even know how. <laughs> uh, but I don't know what it is. Bucks FTR, once again, was not... Not didn't live up to expectation, but then again, they did set eight years, like three years of expectation beforehand. Yeah, yeah. again, I, I, I again feel like that's the biggest. See, here's the the problem is I think is that it's I'm trying to think of a, a good example of it where it is two really great wrestlers with two really great ways of wrestling, but those yeah. ways don't don't sink. See, that's what I thought about uh, Bucks Red Dragon when I first started watching. I was like, no, 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 MMA douchebags and then the Bucks, that's not, and then it did. But sometimes it, it just doesn't, it doesn't mesh well for some reason. Like they did everything they could. Like they had a great, um, they had a great double sharpshooter spot. Matt mocked the crowd and did the fucking Bret Hart tie. Like it was a good match. It just wasn't, you know, the best, two best tag teams in the world creating the best match ever. But then again, Tony may also be wanting to do a third at Double or Nothing, and then that will be where they pop off. Actually, I think the I think I think Double or Nothing will be FTR versus uh, Red Dragon. 
that wouldn't be bad. That would be really good. I am shocked how quickly they have become great baby faces uh, to a point where now Twitter is exclusively referring to Dax Harwood as Uncle Dax, which is so good. Uncle Dax and the one with a mullet. Uh, that was the best part of the opening of it was, uh, I think Matt got him in the corner and was beating the shit out of him. And then finally Rick separates him and he just flips his mullet. And he's just like, get him off my hair. I fucking love FTR. They have really come into their own, at least recently for me personally. No, they just, they just started having a different, uh, spot. They were really good in the spot they had before. Like, yeah. like it's just that this is their, this is a more momentum fulfilling spot kind of like mm-hmm. kind of like proud and powerful are, are gaining more momentum because they get to beat the shit out of chris jericho god that fu- i loved eddie just having a mic and being like all right everyone shut the fuck no i don't need music we're coming to the ring we're gonna talk about chris does not matter if you're with your family eating with your children i will beat the shit out of you i was like chris jericho needs to be afraid chris jericho needs to be running in real life right now that uh, I that can, car escape I, was not, was was a shoot. <laughs> that was that was an absolute shoot. I cannot wait for the hope, uh, hopefully inevitable blood and guts match of Jericho Appreciation Society versus hopefully like a a full LAX. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's really hard trying to think of who could possibly team with uh with them. Uh. Is Hernandez doing anything, or was he a bad person? I can't remember. Uh, there was that bit where he double contract dipped with Lucha Underground and Impact and fucked Impact oh, over. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, he, I remember that. And he ain't that. really been back since then. And I mean, you would easily get <laughs> Homicide. Oh, yeah. I think Homicide's definitely going to be the fourth. I don't know who the fifth would be. Who hates Chris Jericho in that company? Everyone. <laughs> every, every, everyone. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, you could probably get copied. Hernandez. I mean, it's been enough years. That yeah. pop would be good. Yeah, and it's not like they have to sign him. They can just. I didn't realize they had not fully signed Wheeler Yuta until Tony made the announcement after Supercard of Honor of like, and now he's all elite. I'm like, he's been on TV for months. He's been a doing year. a lot of shit. A literal year. Yeah, and he finally the- got it. By the way, Wheeler Yuta now now uh, on the fast track to be the next like like Daniel Bryan level of like oh oh he's he's just, he's gonna murder you he's going mm-hmm. to murder you they took and- all those they took all those pictures of all of their the champions directly after their matches oh yeah going, look, yeah yeah so like FTR look all banged up Mercedes looks pissed and fucking fucking Wheeler Yuta's just looking at you like fucking try it yeah. <laughs> like yeah i loved the promo tonight because chuck was just like hey man we loved you and we really want well why are you trying to do this to us i'm like chuck don't (laughs) chuck you're gonna die please don't uh but trent has really been my favorite part of that feud because the best friends have all been like no it's a wheeler we just we care about you and trent's like now fuck this kid he's a traitor he's fight me scum uh but uh yeah speaking of super card of honor show was a banger a lot of critique though from the internet in general for the fact that tony seemed to be booking mostly like AEW talent to win so like FTR won the tag championships um Yuta of course won the ROH pure title and he's not an AEW talent but Minoru Suzuki won the television championship and I've never been happier that was, 
that was the money mark moment. That was the one. That was the one. Yeah. Like, AEW talent, AEW talent, AEW talent. I can be responsible for Minoru Suzuki's first championship in North America. I can be sold. I could be responsible for Minoru Suzuki staying in America longer, which is what made me excited. <laughs> I was like, you tell me I could probably meet Minoru Suzuki in the next few months? Yeah, let's fucking go. Let's go, baby. I do like... I'll fucking change my baby face. I do like the way that Tony is booking um, Ring of Honor in that regard. Because he's... Everybody's like, oh, he's, he's putting it on all the AEW talent. You mean, yeah, because that allows him to better build out where he wants the flow of the rosters to be. Yeah. Well, also, it gets people who exclusively watch AEW more interested in ROH. It was very similar to how the beginning of AEW was booked, of having Chris Jericho and Moxley and all the former WWE talent on top. Because then, you could filter the fans in that way, and now he's filtering ROH fans in the exact same way. Uh, also, uh, also gives him a chance to put like legitimate titles... Yeah, on on people that he wouldn't have a chance, like Wheeler. Just like mm-hmm. here you go, buddy. Yeah, look at this. This is the Daniel Bryant Championship. You like that, don't you? All right, buddy. <laughs> it Mercedes. also added to FTR a lot. I think just having yeah. those belts, especially because they have the like original ones. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, FTR have now held like every tag team championship they can. Not have they held the PWG tag titles? But I mean, no. at this point, PWG is not not up there much for me. Uh. They could if they could go to New Japan. Oh win. yeah. A boss, by I, the way, by the way, shout out to the uh, the Long Winder, uh, Great Britain's greatest export, the one, the mm-hmm. only ZSJ. For yeah. His, for his win of the, the his second win of the New Japan Cup, may he bring the title title home with him and declare himself the true ruler of England. <laughs> and he finally got uh what was it cold beer yeah, after cold his beer. match yeah because he because yeah. after his first one he's like you're gonna serve me war i just did that that was also the same year where at wrestle kingdom he was like i did this beforehand he pulled out some gin and tonics and handed one to Metaka <laughs> michinoku at wrestle kingdom that's right some g and t's let's do this and chugged one and they both left fucking love zach saber jr mm-hmm. uh but yeah if they could win uh when maybe the new japan ones because currently that's what the Bucks the have Bucks over ha- them. Yeah, the Bucks have cause... New Japan. The Bucks made New Japan tag wrestling for several years. Yeah. Uh, also on that show, uh, Jonathan Gresham, a.k.a. the most terrifying man with adult braces, defeated Bandito to uh, become the ROH world champion, which makes me very excited because I cannot wait to see him face off again because apparently they're going to take him to AEW as well. As like the ROH champion, and I'd love to see some of those. We could get Brian Danielson versus Jonathan Gresham, which is going to whip absolute wholesale ass. I'm really glad that uh, whenever he was with Jay Lethal, it seems like uh, Gresham really flushed out his character, which is like the yeah. last weak point he had. Whenever he started coming out with the fucking skeleton uh, octopus mask and shit. <sighs> so suit. good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Lethal, of course, turned heel on the show, which made me excited because now people won't look at me funny when I boo the shit out of him every time I see him. Why do you boo Jay Lethal? <laughs> Just because he's also one of like those Velveteen Dream type. Not Velveteen Dream. That's a bad example. There was. Who's another one? I guess like Austin Theory, one of those people who like had a bunch of speaking out accusations 
and then they just kind of quietly ignored them for a few until the internet was like, it's fine, we're sure it's fine, right? It wasn't fine. I'd like uh, to think that Tony Khan wouldn't have hired him. The, yeah, but also, I feel like that's the reason he was not on TV much after he debuted, was there was a lot of backlash online, and instead of coming out and being like, look, we've talked about this, and, and we, even Jay supports it, like, something like that, but instead just being like, ah, shit, we fucked up, just throw him on dark, <laughs> throw him on dark for a while till this all blows over. Uh, that's kind of where I am with that. Uh, speaking of shitty human beings, MJF has come out recently, apparently, because he's just gonna continue to be the most babyface human being while being the most despicable heel. Um, but he has come out basically saying that he wants to very much promote Judaism. He was like, uh, I'm gonna bring it up, keep bringing it up, because I think it's bullshit. It's not the cool thing to talk about. We're not the cool minority. Uh, and then went on to say, um, did the wrestler who keyed my car, which that was, <laughs> that was the, uh, publication basically being like, we cannot say who this is. Uh, did they think I was white, or did he think I was a Jew? I am a minority because millions of my people were viciously murdered simply because of our beliefs. Um... When I was 19 and 20 and I was getting booked in the biggest promotions that you could on the indies, there were much older guys who were absolutely livid. Uh, I get to showcase to the world that there's more than one archetype of being a Jew. I think I'm the best wrestler in the world, and I just so happen to be Jewish, and I am very proud of it. Um, God, that kid. That kid is gonna be the biggest star in the business, man. <laughs> and then he turned around and said that Boston smells like stale coffee and racism. <laughs> Well, is he wrong? <laughs> um, I can't comment on the coffee, but... Um. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of people who think they're the best wrestler in the world, actually, before that, let me talk about patreon.com slash a load of BS, the website where you can go to support us, get access to exclusive content like Blake and I's show Breaking the Fave, where we go behind the scenes of JWF Wrestling and talk about the storylines, how we got there, and why I write weird wrestling the way I do. And you can get that at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Dylan, who are we tweeting this week? Uh... You want to you want to tweet at Adam Cole and ask if we can help him write his will for his death match next week? God, that's match. I I if he if the last match with Archer also didn't end with a death match, I think I would have been a little bit more excited for this. But yeah, that's gonna be a fucking banger when those two go at it. Let's see, log in. Hey, at Adam Cole, do you need help writing your will before <laughs> before you? <laughs> Your 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 uh your hashtag Texas Death Match with at at oh, at, at Adam uh, it's at Adam Page or Hangman Adam Page I think it's at Hangman Page at Hangman Page great all right well while I do this get into your heel of the week so I watch Dark and like Elevation now, I watch less of the ones where you could clearly see my face if you go back into March and you look at Dark. Look behind in the hard camera. There's a there's a clearly over six foot guy wearing a Batman Beyond T-shirt and mask. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> uh, oh, you can all, see me in every episode. Also, by the way, I did just hashtag this uh, Adam Watch 2022. <laughs> Good job, asshole. <laughs> but you know, so I watch I watch quite a bit of that, and I can tell you. Without a shadow of a doubt that there are only three things I don't super care about at this point. Now, one of them 
One of them is because there's no character or reason behind it. That's Frankie Kazarian. I recognize <laughs> that Frankie Kazarian is objectively a very good professional wrestler. Yeah. I also, however, cannot reconcile with that, that without the fact that Frankie Kazarian has done nothing really interesting in the last eight months. He is very Dolph Ziggler to me. Like, you remember that time no, when no. Dolph, like, Do- Dolph, Dolph became... Ziggler always at least had swagger. Yeah, but for a while he was just like, his character was, I really like Motley Crue. Kaz is like, I really like Metallica. That's my character. Yeah, that's not the problem. So, like, that one, that's its own reason. Also, what I in no way can, can you know, take anymore is anything that is tangentially related to the Codyverse. So, uh, freaking, I've got some real bad news about my heel of the week. Brock Anderson, I, I've tailored it. Uh, Brock Anderson and freaking Lee Johnson, you know, the people yeah. that come out with, like, a Cody-esque themed yeah. uh, thing in the background. Yeah, that's real awkward these days, isn't it? Because they have nothing to do. Is it still the they don't same... Have their- is it still the same logo? Like the giant skull with the American flag on it? Or have they I changed mean, I, They might have taken the flag out. I didn't really look that hard. But regardless, like, yeah. that's still what they're... They have no identity of their own. The only thing worse than that is the factory, which is the shit that Cody Rhodes took in the middle of the dining room before <laughs> he left the company. And he asked QT Marshall to clean it up. And he said, oh, I'll do what I can, I guess. Yeah, no, 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 that, the factory is the shit. No one else has been able to clean it up. <laughs> Cody went in and lacquered it. Hook, That's what the factory Hook's are. Tried. The, the factory, the factory are a lacquered shit. <laughs> With one cool British guy in it that they just nope, won't do he's anything. he's got a tramp stamp. I can't accept it. Oh, no, I didn't realize that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, watch, watch the next time, the next time he wrestles. Also, he weighs more than 10. He's a thick boy, huh? It's not so much thick. I think he's having, like, either health or, like, just overall weight problems. Yeah. Uh, what, wow, we have seen the only match he's been on on a pay-per-view. Awesome. Cool. Uh, and, sp- and his opponent that night <laughs> was my heel of the Thank week. Thank God! We don't watch Cody Rhodes! Whoa! Yeah, only smoking mirrors! Whoa! There's it's there's multiple layers to why this is heel of the week. I'll start at the top and it's just Cody Rhodes was never the best wrestler, but something about this match just didn't sit well with and I guess it's just me cuz the entire internet was like Seth and Cody had the match of the weekend and I'm like, yeah, he's fighting Seth Rollins, arguably one of the best wrestlers they have. Uh but there were numerous like nasty moments. Like he tried to hit the like the disaster kick jumping off the side of the steps and Seth was supposed to reverse it into a power bomb. Instead, they just kind of collided like two awkward emu falling down a hill. And then like he tried multiple different moves that none of them worked. He hit the Cody cutter, which they called on commentary and it made me mad because he's keeping that stupid fucking name. It's because it's end- because he's trying to take the shine off the Koji cutter from a much better professional wrestler. Yeah. But then match comes to an end, hits crossroads, crossroads, 
goes like he's going to do the second one and then just does the build up and hits the bionic elbow and then hits a third code uh, uh, crossroads and then pins him. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, one of like the biggest things Cody was insistent on at the beginning of AEW was like, I don't want to do any storylines with my dad. I don't want to do any storylines about my family because that's a separate thing. And the first thing they have him doing in WWE, it may be his decision. It, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm 90% sure that he he doubled back on that. Oh, what? Cody Rhodes double backing on something? Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Uh, Yeah, one of my uh, one of my favorite quotes from the interviews he did was, uh, yeah, I came over here and look, I'm not going to take any shots at AEW or do anything like that because in my opinion, I think that's I think that's uh, I- idiotic. I think that's low class. I'm like, you're the man who blew up a throne. You were uh, Kenny, Matt, Nick, uh, Hangman, none of them were the ones that wanted to fight WWE. You were. And if anything, that's why he was able to come back. Vince respects respects that. That's why it, respects that he fought yeah, him, yeah. That's why he brought back uh, Drew. You've got that killer instinct. Would you like to know my favorite quote from that media scrum? Okay. Listen, listen, nobody grows up wanting to be an executive. They grow up wanting to be world champion. My brother in Christ, you booked that match. (laughs) You booked the fact that you would not challenge for a world championship. And and Tony Khan even alluded to the fact that at some point you probably would be. Yeah. There's no way. Do you know what do you know what this entire thing is? This entire thing is a vanity pro. Pro, this entire thing, what makes me so angry is this is all, all to feed Cody Rhodes' incessant need to be cheered. Yeah. At some point, I don't know if it was after he had a kid, I don't know if he took one too many in super kicks. At some mm-hmm. point, he no longer cared about actual like storytelling. He only cared about being a babyface. And you know what's bad? What you are saying right now would make for one of the most compelling heels to ever be in professional wrestling. And he refused. (laughs) He refused it. And everybody that everybody had to like fucking eat crow because they were like, I thought it was, you know, it just turns out he's a fucking loser. Um, I told this is uh, actually my favorite quote from that scrum. I told Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and Nick Khan, this very small circle of individuals, I told them what I truly believe, and it's that I am the best wrestler in the world. And to go further, I actually don't think that there's a close second. Cody, you worked with Kenny by God Omega. You worked with Hangman Page. You never wrestled him, because you know you would have lost. You know you would have lost hard. No one would have cheered your ass. You wrestled, you wrestled Okada, and you lost soundly. Mm-hmm. And we're not even saying you lost as in the book, the match was booked for you to lose. You were the loser of that match. The crowd booed the shit out of you. You were known as the three-star general, my man. Three-star savior. But, uh, so that, that all happened, and then I was like, okay... I think I even told you guys, if you want to get me excited about Cody Rhodes coming into WWE, 
probably the first thing you don't need to do is have him wrestle. Especially don't have him wrestle someone who will be doing a lot better job at it than he is. Uh, instead, have him cut a promo. Have him talk about why he's there. Which is why I tuned into Monday Night Raw. Actually, I didn't watch it on YouTube. Uh, to what is arguably a parody of most Cody Rhodes promos. Because it is not... You can tell he's going for what he had in AEW, because in AEW, he definitely had a a passion for it. And every time he got kind of choked up, I, w I would feel it uh, to a point where I very much enjoyed most of his promos, even when he did solve racism. But this one, man, this was like high school theater acting of like, that's my father. The American Dream Dusty Rhodes, and I just, he didn't get a belt. And so I want to get it for, I'm like, Look, I and I understand this is probably an actual genuinely emotional through line, which is very good. Um, but it's not where I would start any of this. Uh, that I think uh, listen, I was listen, telling the he has to show up, gain all this momentum, and then get jobbed out to Roman Reigns, and then mm -hmm. just start wrestling. Fucking um, I don't know. Uh, Gunter. No, he'll lose to him too. <laughs> Guter, uh, uh, fucking, uh, fucking Walter will chop him so hard the mm -hmm. fu fucking dream tattoo will wear off. Yeah, uh, uh, there was uh, he did do an interview and he was like, if anyone asks me about jumping ship, I will be honest with them. And he goes, because honestly, there are people in this company that would do well in AEW. That's one of the reasons I wanted to go against Seth Rollins, because he would be great in AEW. I'm like, you are correct. Um, I'm just like, I don't see anyone in AEW now that I think would fit the WWE style as much. Like, maybe... Maybe Starks? Maybe? And that's just because he was also a Cody project. Uh, MJF, I don't think would, because, I mean, like, MJF did get in trouble recently for basically saying, I'm not signing a damn piece of paper until my contract is up, and at that point, uh, it will be a bidding war for whoever can win me. But also, I'm like, okay, that's Max the character. Max the person is literally the lifeblood of AEW. I do not see him going anywhere. Well, it's also a thing where he knows that he wouldn't have the same freedom. Yeah. Exactly. He would not be able to just be like, look at that piece of shit pig Wardlow coming to the ring. He'd be like, look at that bad, bad man. Um, but the thing that made me the most mad was the fact that as Cody started talking, I was writing a better promo in my head because literally the open he could in that one moment turn his theme song into a kind of definition for where he's going now, because for the longest time, it is very much an anti-WWE song. It is very much all about fuck Vince McMahon. Ch just in that one promo, change what it means. Change wrestling has more than one royal family from meaning the McMahon family to meaning the Anoa'i wrestling family. And just look at the crowd and say, I have been trying to prove my family is important. Actually important, not just something to slap onto a trophy. Um, look at look at the crowd and basically say, right now this championship is being held by the head of the biggest wrestling family, and I intend to take this kingdom and make it mine. Like, it's not hard. He had it right there, and instead they started off at 100 on the emotional storytelling scale, 
which leaves them nowhere to go. That's why uh, MJF's promo with Punk worked so well is because there had been months of buildup. And so when that final emotional beat dropped of like, you left me when I needed you the most. That's why I'm really doing this. That's why that shit hit so hard is because there was so much behind it. Cody just coming out and being like, my dad didn't have a belt and I'm going to get on that belt. Just it doesn't hit hard. It feels like a very try hard thing. In other words, a Cody Rhodes thing. Cody Rhodes, more than any wrestler in the world, has sought creative freedom and like mm-hmm. the ability to drive his own ship. And he has sought it with the same blind fervor and confidence of a drunk person, and he drives the car <laughs> about as well. He is, ironically, the least, at least as far as the character is concerned, the least Dusty Rhodes human in existence. Like, if he had come out and was very much like, I've been the underdog for six years, and as that underdog, I beat you, and that makes you mad. And so you, I, you paid me this much. Like, even mock them, honestly. Present him, present him as an, an alternative, and I think it could have been a lot better versus what it is now, which is, Cody's here, and he's just another WWE guy, and that's it. Uh, also, I will say, the moment I knew it was Cody at WrestleMania was that lights go out, Everything goes dark, and literally the most violent amount of pyro I have ever seen shoots from the ring up to the stage, down the sides, and I was like, it's fucking Cody. You can you make me wait all I want. That's fucking Cody. <laughs> the ring caught fire. That's Cody. Uh, but now I, on to our baby faces of the I week. I have to talk about them again. Yeah, this is it. This is the this is the death knell for Cody Rhodes on this podcast. Uh, I, mean, would you like would, to get... uh, I feel like I feel like we do have to say that we in no way uh, would like to disparage Cody Rhodes, the human being who seems like a, a chill dude. It's just that every decision regarding wrestling that Cody yeah. Rhodes makes is like business businessman Cody Rhodes is a carny piece of shit. Human Cody Rhodes seems chill. I'd talk about Star Wars with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be fine. I'd listen to him. He can spin a yarn like a motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah. he's great. Great talker. <laughs> uh, but would we like to get into the good of the week, the baby faces of the week? Did you know everyone loves the acclaimed? Oh God, <laughs> I I am aware. Good, everybody good, loves good. the acclaimed. Everybody, everyone should be aware. That everyone else loves the acclaimed. Otherwise, you know, what 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 are we doing here, buddy? What are we doing? Yeah. I'll, okay, I'll do my tiny baby face of the week real quick. Um, mine's Buff Bagwell, who has had the weirdest career resurgence on Twitter, but he is also doing a podcast about doing like having a career resurgence, which I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. But then he's on Twitter just being like, if you don't support trans rights, I will beat the shit out of you in the street. I'm like, buff is the stuff. Okay. He's adopted kid bandit is like their their niece. Like, it's so good. Wait, did he actually do that? All I know is kid now refers to buff as Uncle Bagwell. It makes me very happy. My favorite my favorite tweet was uh was a response to Kid Bandits where he's like wrestling has saved my life and it showed his transition from like, you know, being overweight to being a wrestler to being a fanboy wrestler. Uh-huh. And 
And Warhorse's response was, what? Wrestling didn't turn me into a hot chick? This is a ripoff. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at that right now. That's very good. Uh, also, Buff has been learning, <laughs> learning internet lingo. I know, it's like, great. It's, I, it's, I've seen, what is an oo-woo? It's just a cute little emoji, Uncle Bagwell. <laughs> Let me teach you. Uh, I believe it was the first day uh, Bagwell started supporting like everything. He was like, well, I've had quite an eventful day. I've learned that I'm apparently based. I'm a based <laughs> Chad. And I'm just like, what is happening with this world? Based Bagwell, baby. Oh, my God. I looked up Buff Bagwell. The first tweet I see is literally Nick fucking Gage. I chilled with Buff Bagwell in Dallas. It was really fucking random. He pulled up to GCW. I was like, what the fuck's this guy doing here, lol? Cool guy, and he's murdered death kill gang affiliated. So that's what's up. MDK all fucking day. <laughs> so now Buff Bagwell's in the in so MDK I need you to, as well. I, I need you to, to watch that, and I need you to tell me. I need you to lie to me, even, and tell me that he came out to the clusterfuck. Uh, he came out to American males. Oh God! I wish. I wish. <laughs> no, all of a sudden the lights up. American males. American males. American males. The worst. Be uh, the best. Worst theme song ever. Apparently, he's gonna start selling replicas of his hat as well, and I will absolutely purchase one. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, that's my mini baby face of the week. Would you like to get into your main baby face? I'm trying to remember. I came up with a second one after. Oh, uh, I appreciate AEW's ability. I thought you were about to say, I appreciate the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed. <laughs> if you don't love I, the acclaimed, you're a hot cop. You're a cop, yeah. No, no. We've, I'm trying not to, I'm, I'm trying to, like, slow burn this long enough, <laughs> long enough for them to become the champions of anything. Now that, now that AEW owns ROH, that's the most I can hope for currently. Yeah. Is that they, like, fucking... Like fucking high noon steal, like heist of the century steal the ROH tag belts. Yeah. Uh and then and then I get to see Max Caster start doing like Rick Rude gyrations with the belt on. It's gonna be <laughs> fucking amazing. No. I love AEW's ability to legitimize young unknown talent and yeah. make them them better. There are very rarely people that are are pushed to the spotlight teams that are put together like if you had if i had told you two years ago that one of the most compelling tag teams was scorpio sky and fucking ethan page you would have rightly told me i was stupid yeah yeah and <laughs> yeah. tony khan made it work ethan page even admitted he didn't think he didn't understand it either until later now they're best buds like max yeah. caster and freaking uh anthony bowens randomly mm -hmm. together Tony Khan looked down and be like, you two team up. Now they're one of the hottest acts. Wheeler Yuta's mm -hmm. now pure champ. Now granted, granted, OC and, and Chuck brought him in. But like, they looked at him and they were like, no, no, no. He's got the goods. Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia can honestly be a better wrestler than Sammy Guevara. When, when, well, yeah. when the inner circle died and the Jericho Appreciation Society rose up, I was just like, you're the exact same. Eh. The tag team's really just a lateral step. You upgraded your protege, though. Yeah. I don't want to punch him in the face. Yeah, happened again this week. He came out and did his little 
like bored promo uh, during the inner like in between commercials and he walked out and I was just like fuck off I'm done I'm done with it did you see the new shirt it's just a picture of him and a picture of Ty and it says the Spanish god and the Brazilian goddess no I don't want this didn't work in WWE when they tried to put Seth and Becky together it's not gonna work here Tony yeah, I really don't feel like uh, like that should be your gimmick less than six months into dating. Yeah, a little bit rough. Uh, but my uh, my baby face of the week, uh, or actually, I had to get this one approved, uh, but it's, it's two men who have been my favorite wrestlers for the longest time, and I had to... I had to leave them behind in the WWE. I had to abandon them as they rode off on their ship full of fucking money. Uh, but I love Sami Zayn and I love uh, Kevin Owens. And I didn't watch much of WrestleMania. I watched uh, three matches. I watched Cody's, which was a mistake. And then I watched Sami and I watched Kevin's. And both of those guys got to have so much fun this weekend. And Whatever you get to say about WWE, hate them, don't. They take blood money from Saudi Arabia. At the you end can't of the say day, that. That's factually accurate. Th- that's factual. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Kevin Owens got to wrestle his favorite wrestler. The reason why Kevin Owens is a professional wrestler today, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Austin tried. Uh, Austin really put on a fucking hell of a match. Obviously, he is very limited, like, uh, walking around the ring. I was like, this man's knees are made of glass, and it's breaking with every step. But even then, like... After you watched that match, how much more did you appreciate Sting? Oh, a hell of a lot. (laughs) Very much a whole hell of a lot. Now Um, now remember that Minoru Suzuki is in his, like, mid-50s. Oh, yeah. So, I think, no, Sting's older than oh, Suzuki. No, he, no Sting is. Sting's 62. But, yeah. like, Minoru, Sting's doing some crazy shit. Minoru Suzuki does the G1 still. Yeah. Man, and he needs to win it one of these years, so I'll actually win our G1 predictions. Um, You're but, the one that yeah, keeps that, choosing Tama Tonga. <laughs> it's <laughs> every year Tama Tonga versus Minoru Suzuki in the finals, and Suzuki wins. That's the bet. Uh, but he, obviously, Austin's very limited, but he bumped onto concrete for Owens, which made me happy. Owens was selling like an insane fucking madman. Like he took a single lariat, like a man blasted him out of a cannon and shot him backwards. Uh, there was fun, like attitude era spots. Like at one point, Owens tries to escape up the ramp on Austin's four wheeler. He can't get it to work. And Austin just jumps behind him and turns on the four wheeler and just drives up the ramp with Owens stuck in between him and the wheel. It was, very good uh but yeah just getting to see getting to see him live out his dream of getting to wrestle austin on the biggest stage of them all despite like the build being pretty fucking rough and just being based around the fact that he doesn't like texas much uh was a little bit bad but the the, getting to see the match itself was was good for me like I, i i enjoyed it i think it was a very good main event but then Sami Zayn got to wrestle Johnny Knoxville, and bud, when I say that's the best match at WrestleMania of the three that I saw, it's not, it's both what I expected and what I didn't expect, but it was a full-on DDT Pro match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever like I it, saw wh- the giant hand smack the shit out of Sami Zayn, <laughs> Johnny Knoxville took an exploder suplex through a table 
and no one talks about that spot. I did. And the moment it happened, I was like, that's a fucking gorgeous suplex he just took. That was amazing. That doesn't even break the top five moments of a match. You have any idea how batshit insane a match has to be mm-hmm. where, where where the guy the lead guy from jackass takes a table spot no one talks about it sammy took a massive bump to the outside that was a ro that was like the uh the dog collar match he had with ko at uh in roh because he leapt got about five feet of air before just flipping over and landing through a door that was covered in mouse traps. Oh yeah, and then they threw him into a giant mouse trap. At which point, Johnny Knoxville and the entire jackass crew pull out an actual giant mouse trap from under the ring, which barely works. But at that point in the match, I'm like, I will forgive anything. I will forgive anything for this. We man body slammed someone. Showcase of the immortals, indeed. (laughs) We man beat the shit out of Sammy too. It wasn't like we man worked stiff. We man (laughs) worked stiff. (laughs) Full New Japan style, man. He's got fighting spirit. (laughs) This is also the match where I turned around on Pat McAfee, who may be the greatest addition to their roster WWE's made in quite a few years. It's this weird thing. Ever since Pat McAfee became like an announcer, yeah, and like you could tell. I think that Pat McAfee, I I got worked by Pat McAfee, and I have to respect him for it. Mm -hmm. Because fuck him during that feud with Cole, but also, he's really good. He's really good. Listen, he has, he's he's now in the top five stunner cells. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And also in the top five worst stunner cells is Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who already probably had two of the spots already. He did. He did. It's actually, his family owns most of them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kick but- to the gut, stumble against the ropes. Austin just grabs his slippery head and tries to turn him around and do it. Uh, that's great. That's okay. Austin Theory made up for it. That was a oh. that, that was a that was a hall that was a hall esque cell. That man that man flew into the air. That was very good. Uh, we had went to see the showcase of the singular immortal Morbius that night of WrestleMania, and so afterwards I had firstly, by the way don't uh but i could have told you that i could have told you that from the fact that it's called morbius and it's got jared leto in it i could have told you that from the second bit of that sentence Mm -hmm. i uh i pulled up wrestlemania's notes and i said holy shit they did it vince mcmahon wrestled at mania what was the finish Oh, he just kicked a football at a guy pretty hard and that was enough to put pat mcafee down okay was there something that preempted that? Like, did Austin Theory hit a move or something? I don't know. I only, uh, he Pat McAfee beat Theory. Yep. Then Vince came down to the ring, I guess, and challenged Pat to an impromptu match. There had to have been, like, a low blow at some point. Mm-hmm. And then Vince just grabs a football, kicks it at him, with all of the urgency of the guy who gets hit and groin with ball clip from The Simpsons. And he just boink, and then he pins him for a three count. Then Austin comes out, stuns stuns Theory, then stuns McAfee. Yep. Apparently then- Pat McAfee showed up to his own podcast hungover. He's like, yeah. I don't know if I had one beer. What? Five beers? What? Ten beers? What? Twenty mm-hmm. beers? 
30 that, beers. That was the best part about the um the, this Austin match was the fact that he drank every single second of that match. Any second he could grab a beer, he was like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. I don't give a damn. Full Sandman. Uh-huh. Sandman the whole time. I was like, he, he's he got to be wasted at this point. Good on uh, He's earned it. Yep. But that was WrestleMania. We actually reviewed it, kind of. Uh, so what'd you learn this week? So I, I've I've learned that that despite the fact that I've learned that we have an embarrassment of riches outside of of WWE yeah. because before we started this podcast, you're like, oh, there's not enough news, and I was able to lift off list off no less than eight things, including the fact that there are two Owen Hart tournaments that we forgot to fucking talk about. <laughs> And, and like it's because I focused too much on the Suzuki thing. That's on me. I, I, I deserve We all that. did. <laughs> we all did. Uh, I there's learned a, there's a chance that Minoru Suzuki can fight Samoa Joe. That's a possibility. <sighs> That's a real possibility. There's also a chance we're gonna get Samoa Joe. Actually, more more accurately, Samoa Joe versus Keith Lee, which is actually probably going to be happening soon in the oh. Owen. Oh, okay. I was looking more forward to wait if the. If the Owen Hart tournament is for a shot at the title, that means Punk has to win it. Yeah, I would have Punk win it. I'd that, have, yeah, that that means that we have the potential for Punk. Joe Punk four or Punk Danielson or fucking anything. <laughs> Literally, there's okay. Listen, listen. I'm more excited for we got we got Punk Daniel. Granted, it was a it was a. It was a WWE match. Even then, those were still good matches. They were very good, yeah. But the, these two men haven't stood across from each other in over in like 15 years. There's only one way to really do it, is have them wrestle, punk wins or whatever, and then afterwards they immediately have to go to back the back and cut a one-hour shoot, uh, shoot promo. It's got to be a full shoot interview with both of them, where punk's just like, Kojima! 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 <laughs> Puerto Rico, my family, don't so much. Oh, God. So I've, that's what I've learned. I've learned that 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 we are living, we are living in the good, some good times now. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's been difficult, but like New Japan's on the rise. Stardom. If you're oh, into yeah. if you're into Joshi wrestling, you're you're fucking you're dying happy. Goddamn, mm-hmm. Kyrie Saints coming back and hitting spinning back fists on bitches that look like they could legit knock a motherfucker out. Hell yes. Uh, well, I learned that Cody Rhodes' support of AEW in that war was only smoke and mirrors. But until next time, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And of course, check out all the other podcasts from JWF Monday Night Ignition to The Weird, the actual play TTRPG podcast where I hunt ghosts and also possibly start cults. But it's no big deal. And you can find that at jointheweird.com. You want to take oh, Blake's spot? I was going to say special. Oh, you mean display? Find me at Blake Tanner on <laughs> the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. I just meant the Mega Ramp bit, but oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't even mention he was gone. Blake, we miss you. We can't wait for you to come back, buddy. It's because we talk to him every day yeah. in text. Uh, but yeah, go support Mega Rand. Good man. Mega Rand man. Uh,. He got yeah. to do a keynote at like this the biggest video game music conference of the year recently. So I'm super happy for him. So yeah, 
It's still really weird when you consider that in like the tapestry of Begaran's career, we are at least two hours of his life. Uh huh. Actually, no, we're four hours because we we went and got food with him twice. <laughs> I can't wait till the next time I meet him so I can just shake his hand and be like, "This is the first time I've ever done this sober." Nice to meet you, sir. <laughs> as always, you can find us at loadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, Adam, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!